Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Yeah, so Malene Bilek I think I'm butchering your name I shouldn't have come back in hot on that Yeah, I don't know how you're going to start an episode off Just absolutely butchering somebody's name mm-hmm. i just don't care about pronunciation uh long-time listeners will know with my mark ruffalo or wait i say ruffalo that's my pronunciation <laughs> mark ruffalo yeah. and uh, way to just start that with the correct pronunciation thanks uh, dennis Villeneuve is my famous one <laughs> dude the mark ruffalo or whatever when i first heard you saying that dude i I don't know what podcast or what episode it was, but like my fists, my fingers curled into a ball and I wanted to physically hurt you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's no way he just said that. (laughs) I did. And it was not uh, the Dennis Villeneuve was, of course, a little tongue in cheek because I know it's French. I just didn't know how to say it uh, because I'd never heard it said. But Mark Ruffalo, I was just whatever. I think it's Villanueva. I believe it's Villanueva. <laughs> Villanueva. Ever... I like that. <laughs> Have you ever gone to YouTube and just typed in? You can type in like the most obscure things and just follow it with pronunciation. And people have uploaded like the most ridiculous pronunciations of uh, of things, like like intentionally sh- wrong ones. Yeah. So like for uh... Chateau, he's like. Shoot a noof, poopy. <laughs> Shoot a noof, nah, poopy. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's like people that say, uh, "What? How is hors d'oeuvre spelled?" It's like H O. It, it's there's like three apostrophes. There's yeah, too many apostrophes weird. for one word. Or uh, the people that call it jalapeno. Oh, I I love doing that. Yeah, just, just to be obnoxious. It is incredibly obnoxious. It's incredibly. the worst. It is. It's up there. It's pretty, it, pretty up there. It's like jalapenos and chicken fajita. <laughs> Could I get 30 chicken fajitas, please? I would like a chicken vagina. And then they bring you a fajita and you're like, no, this is not what I ordered. <laughs> no. I. <laughs> Does this include the chicken's vagina? Because I see beef here. I see beef. And they're like, sir, <laughs> sir, that is the chicken's vagina. And you're like, oh, oh, ooh, gross. <laughs> oh, man. She was on the second stage. <laughs> Welcome to Experience Grind, folks, where you get cutting edge talk of chicken vaginas. Man, could you imagine if chickens could be strippers? <sighs> Breast and thighs. I'm telling you. Okay. So this is going to go out to all seven people that are going to listen to this. But I've mm-hmm. got this great idea that I've been shooting you guys in the boys chat. Talking about how I want to mix food from around the country. So this is going to be a chain of eatery slash strip clubs. Okay. So it's going to be a high-end restaurant paired with strip clubs. But it's going to be regional to each area that it's in. So you can go to like Kentucky. And have uh, breasts and thighs. So that's going to be a fried chicken place mixed with a strip club. And then there's uh, clams and prawns, which is <laughs> which is going to be the New Orleans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Style. It's gonna, 
You it's know? gonna uh, it's gonna have a, that aroma too. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome for everybody that loves seafood. It's, it, the uh, perfect the perfect mesh, some may say. Uh, do they have strip clubs up in Mass? Is that a big thing? Uh, it's not a big thing. There's no. only a handful of them, and up until I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago, I think it was only like topless. But I I don't know. I'm not a strip club guy, so I will never you go definitely... out of my way. You don't look it in this uh, dapper attire you're wearing right now. This this turtleneck and the, oh, thanks, bro. You, you, with the coat and you're drinking coffee, you look like an NPR host. It's tea. It's, it's tea. It's, oh, it's Earl Grey with lavender. You're absolutely an NPR host, Sean. What <laughs> what NPR show are we listening to? It's Experience Grind on NPR. Oh, yeah, dude, that would brow. be dope. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. I always thought if I ever did become famous, I knew that I made it when I was on NPR or Conan. That's the Those way. are the two benchmarks. That was it. For me, that was my two litmus tests to prove to myself I was famous. And I obviously never made it to uh, either of those. So go me. I've done it. <laughs> go you. Dream achieved, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're looking, you're looking very dapper. Why are you so dapper, Sean? Well, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, so did, I did could you say, say that. No, you said that off. I air. didn't. I did say that off air, but I could yeah. now say, "Welcome to Turkey Thursday." Did you pop? Oh, <laughs> I actually have oh. these. are beers left over from the twenty-four hour stream that I realized are not going anywhere. No, have fun. So I'm gonna have one a week every time we record until okay. Because I don't like I don't drink beer anymore. I don't drink anymore generally. So outside Dude, of a rare fi- occasion, find like a random person that looks like they party in your neighborhood. Although I suspect it's going to be hard since I walk yeah. around your neighborhood and everybody all looks really nice and proper. But it is find pretty bougie. <laughs> but find somebody who totally will party when what? their parents are away. Yeah, and that's give what I them need to all do. the beer. Yeah. I just need to put it out on the curb with a sign that says free for kids. <laughs> and then, then the neighborhood will really like me. That's how. But underneath it, also put, steal your parents' credit cards and subscribe to our Patreon. That too. And also under each can, I'd also put uh, like a little uh, bag of like drugs. Nice. I didn't. Nice. I didn't want to get specific with drugs because then it could be. I don't know. I think we're losing this bit. Give kids beer and <laughs> drugs, everybody. That's what you got to do. Apparently, it's the I basis don't know, of man. This show. I was ready to. I was ready to go <laughs> down the avenue of like dissecting which drugs we're giving the kids, and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how that the, will poorly affect everybody. I think so. That's where like drug dealers are messing up because that's a completely untapped market. Is the elementary school market, man? They just. <laughs> They're already buying Snickers from each other. So they might as well buy some K or I mean, something. Dude, the earlier you get them hooked, the longer you got a customer, man. That's just good business. And that's what good I'm thankful business. for is good business. That's all I care about, man. It's the all-American dollar, baby. You can't stop me from making money. <laughs> man, America. Oh, that was that's, funny. That that's, was a, that's, a good, that's a good Thanksgiving celebration, buddy. Hey. Yeah. I'm thankful for you, pal. I'm thankful for you. There I'm we thankful go. F- thankful, 
Wow. It's almost like I still have mashed potatoes in my mouth. I am thankful for all of the listeners as well. <laughs> yeah, even though we are going to tell you to fuck off in about 55 minutes. Um, yes. Just remember this moment later. But we do love yeah. you listeners, and we are thankful for you. You guys are great, man. It's like a toxic relationship, but we Benjamin Button it. Like we start we, out loving you, and then yeah. we like hate on you. I think is that not how every toxic relationship goes? Do they ever start bad and get good? Is that I like, think so? I think being bad is the hook. Because okay, the, like they have that expectation that you're just going to be awful all the time, but then you like shower in little bits of love. <laughs> Or each other's brain matter. One of the two. And then when they figure it out and try to leave, you don't let them. Yeah, you just lock the door from the outside. <laughs> and give them drugs. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then burn the house going down. back to this. <laughs> this. This is good Thanksgiving material. These people better be thankful for this. I tell you what. I tell you what, buddy. But yeah, man, hey. Holy shit. Speaking of Thanksgiving, we, we went ahead and we, we, we fucking themed the whole episode around Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, we're we not watched... big into themes, but not we all. did this week for 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 reasons. But yeah, I'm surprised we've never touched on this movie before. But as soon as you recommended it, I was fucking fully on board that hell yeah, we're going to do planes, trains and automobiles. The fantastic. Oh, did I give a little bit of away? Probably. But the fantastic John Hughes film starring, of course, Steve Martin and John Candy in one of the greatest comedic pairings of all time. I would agree. I Just, would agree. For not, they both understand what they're doing. It's awesome. like Steve Martin can be such a good straight man and such a good fucking goofy and pull both roles off phenomenally. And no matter how old he is, he can yeah. always reliably play somebody who looks like somebody's grandfather. Mm-hmm. He's always had that. The same thing with like Leslie Nielsen, that dude. Yes. Just, right. They just, oh my God. They were always old, I feel. Gray haired at 22. It's got to mm-hmm. be a rough life, or you just get all of the like people that are into sophisticated dudes. You which do is just almost yeah. like getting the jackpot. Mm-hmm. You are like a sophisticated gentleman for three quarters of your entire life. If you wear it right, you could also mm. look like a scraggly hobo, which I oh, probably God. will. Get a haircut. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to look like your. Uncle that wears Grateful Dead t-shirts still when I'm like 55. You're gonna look like that uncle that every when everybody's gathering for a holiday, there's e- only two ways to take it. Either everybody's excited that they're coming over, or it's the one person that nobody that wants. Nobody wants. They they look always look exactly the same. So it's mm-hmm. always a crapshoot depending on what sure. family. Sure. Can he handle his booze? Is he gonna start a fight with grandma? Who knows? I hope to be that uncle, man. I just hope <laughs> I'm the funnest uncle of all time. I feel like I've got a pretty good shot because, like I said last time, I have an indoor skydiving place like an hour and a half from my house. That's pretty banging. I figure kids come visit me, man. That's where we go, right? How you top that? Dude, Mom you have a dad. gun. You have a gun blade on your on your mantle in I your mean, living yeah. room. I have. It doesn't get cooler than that. I am a living example of Arrested Development, as I feel like literally everybody we know is. None of us have grown up. I know it's we don't fantastic. Want to. Yeah, the wonders of the internet has yeah, really for... helped me like find other like-minded people. Oh, I can Wild. grow as a person. Oh wait, no, I can just find a group of like-minded people like me who will keep me stifled <laughs> and arrested. That's what I'm going for. Yes. 
Oh it's, man, don't make me realize things that I don't want to realize. <laughs> That's what Thanksgiving's for, buddy. No, it's Son not. Of That's a bitch. What, no, it's not. We'll revisit this in a month and a half when New Year's is here. Okay. <laughs> we sure. I won't remember anything. I was about to say, one of us is not going to remember that, and most likely both of us. Remember Dude, what? I first, uh, I'm whatever I'm you. Jo- yeah, I'm joking. Okay. Woo, I bury that one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the first time I ever saw this movie was for Nerdy Thursday. Like really? I think it was okay. I, I think it was like our tenth it was like between ten and fifteen in the mm-hmm. episode number. It was super early on. I had never seen this movie before and Mitch made me watch it and dude. He's like, dude, this is the only this is the only Thanksgiving movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And then I learned today that there's a Peanuts movie. There's a Peanuts movie. And then I learned there's another one. There's a National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Vacation, too. And I, I have didn't seen know that it, existed. And it is terrible. I believe that one stars Judge Reinhold. Oh, God. But, uh... That's how you know it's bad. What's-his-face? Cousin Eddie is still in it. The same guy. Dear God. It's really bad. Okay, so now I have two movies that I can name that Judge Reinhold is in. What's the other one? I, uh, um, oh, shit. Oh, holy <laughs> fuck. Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, he is in the Santa Claus. He's also yeah, in he's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which... I've never seen that. Mm. Mm. I was, uh... <laughs> We're back to this bit, even though I, it's not a bit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Never seen it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there. Fast Time is a it's a classic, iconic man. So, all right, the Hell image yeah. the image of the stoner van doors opening and like the smoke billowing out that's from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everything that's ever okay. parried to that. Okay, just borrowed from there. Mm-hmm. Is An that the homage. one that's is that the one that's got Matthew McConaughey? No, that is because uh, I haven't seen it. that one either. That's the 70s Days one. Days confused. Why? Dazed and confused. Thank you. We've yeah. covered that on this show. Um, but no, oh. it's uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's actually got Sean Penn, like okay. teenage Sean Penn. Nice. I can get behind that. I love me some Sean Penn, and it's that's just because movie, we man. share a name. Even though there's sometimes some tribalism, tribalism when it comes to like Sean's. Like you got to support Sean's. Like Shaun of the Dead was my favorite movie for a while because just because uh, it spelled the name right too. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I got to check that movie out. I really like that we're touching upon a, a lot of these classics. And I'm kind of bummed that you guys already did Days and Confused. Because that means we did, I'm never going to watch that in my entire life. We did both of it. Because there's an 80s one that the same director did later on called Everybody Wants Some. Which isn't as good, but it's actually still a pretty good movie. Um, okay. But dude, I watched Days and Confused again. Shit. Fuck it. We did, yeah. we did uh, what's it called? Uh, Fear and Loathing before. We'll do it again. I don't give a shit. I really liked when we were talking a couple of months ago about like re- re- uh, call it like revisit or something uh-huh. like that, where yeah. we both have fresh eyes. Because like times idea. change, yeah, feelings times change. change, times keep changing. But yeah, uh, that also brings up. I do want to do the National Lampoon's Thanksgiving movie because we're also now that I have you on board, we, we've started to flirt with the idea of touching some really really bad movies, which I fucking love. <laughs> so. Uh, Spoiler oh, alert man. for action movie December, everybody. But uh, we got one coming up on the docket. Oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Shit, did I did I give you mine? Yeah, I yeah, gave you, you mine. did. You did. Okay. 
Are we putting those out early to give somebody a little bit of excitement, maybe on Facebook, where they can find, a, find us at Facebook.com and search out Experience Grind? I should search out Experience Grind on Facebook.com and on Twitter at expgrindpodcast.com and on Patreon and give us a dollar at Patreon. Yeah, where you can hear content such mm-hmm. as Nerdy Thursdays and the Metroid Dread episode that I dropped yesterday. That was a, that was a spoiler-free oh. review. Oh, yeah, because really this, this is actually coming out tomorrow, Friday, even though we are recording it on Thanksgiving. Yo, that was accidental. Accidentally correct. I'm really dumb. I recorded it last night. and Yeah. <laughs> Let's ignore that I just copped to that and just say, yeah, thanks, man. Well, totally <laughs> planned, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we can both talk like the 90s Ninja Turtles if we need to. Like, hey, kids, do drugs and beer that your neighbors leave on your porch. <laughs> That needs to be a (laughs) t-shirt. Pop that top. Chug it down, kids. It's great. Oh, my God. Do you want to be cool? Take it from your pal, Leonardo. Chug that beer. (laughs) And then Raphael pops up in the corner. Hey, kids, you can also chug with your butt. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a hose. He's just... (laughs) 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 A beer funnel. He's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, Put man. it in my bum. Uh, the, the turtles are a terrible influence on children. <laughs> Dude. Congress the, just them. The, the right people are going to listen to this episode, <laughs> and it's going to get to a certain point where they're like, wow, these guys might need dare. And like a dare like spokesman's going to reach out. <laughs> I hope so. I want some of them That'd t-shirts. I want some of them t-shirts, man. They're You can sell those for hot top dollar. Can you really? I believe so. I like I mean, super I old band shirts are going for a lot of money. So you think a dare shirt's going to go for a sir, lot of money? I think dare shirts are because I don't think dare is really a thing anymore. <sighs> well, that would that would explain all the kids just being on all super the into butt lately. chugging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had the Ninja Turtles and we didn't start butt chugging. That's right, man. Not till yeah. uh, not till Congress took that shit away. Where when was the last after school special released? It hasn't for right for what? That's why I don't know. Yeah, I just remember like after school specials. <laughs> Do you not remember those? Were those not a thing already not by the really? time you were? God damn, dude. Dude, you're only like three years older than me. I know, but like the wealth of differences in our <laughs> childhoods is like the English Channel or something. I don't know. It's crazy to me the things that you didn't expect. You had Book It, right? Did you have Book It? Yeah, I had Book okay. It. Okay, you had Book yeah, It. Yeah, yo, All you right. could go and fucking. That's the one where you read books and then you could go to Pizza Hut, mm-hmm, Pizza Hut, and exactly. get your did personal you have, pan pizzas. Mm-hmm. Did you have uh, Scholastic Book Fairs at your elementary school? Did we not talk about this recently? Because if we Did didn't, we? I talked to somebody else about it. Okay. And let me get all sorts of hype. Oh, we did, because I talked Paris. about my X-Men book I bought, I think. But yeah, oh, please yeah. get hype. Totally please did. get hype. No, I, I'm super hyped. That's one of the that that's one of the shitty things about being an adult, folks, is that around this time, during the school year, year round, year after year after year after year, from like, I don't know, second grade till eighth grade, this time of year. They cl- shut down the library and stuffed that thing with shit that you could buy your parents. Did you want to get oh! one of them dolphins that just swings back and forth? You could do that. The you Christmas could buy all the books. store. Yeah, yes. Dude. I remember it was that like, too. 
It was like a spinoff of the Scholastic book, yeah. book thing because you could get books too, but then they just had this little table they with the stupidest of- little gifts that yeah. nobody, looking back, I wouldn't want that shit, but you felt like a badass bringing that home for your parents. Getting fucking shitty plastic snow globes. Yeah. That a, that a kid your age made in China for like 32 cents for a month. Well, you don't have to take it dark, man. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving! Hey! Which is also a really shitty premise. Yeah, hey! We treated so the Native fits. Americans fantastically throughout generations. All right! <laughs> Thanksgiving! You know what? We wouldn't be here if they didn't if it didn't happen, so I'm thankful. Oh, oh thanks. Well, that was thanks dark. for. Thanks there, uh, pilgrims there on the fucking Plymouth Rock landing there in the fucking harbor, bringing us home, eh? Yeah, he shows up, and, you know, the dude's like, it's not even India! <laughs> Wasn't he trying to go to India? Yeah, he was, and that's why forever people misappropriated the name of Native Americans and called them Indians, and it's, uh... Nah. Wait, you know, no. in this movie that we're supposed to be talking about... One of the first things you hear is, is Grandpa going to give me a noogie? She goes, no, he gives you Indian, Indian. sunburns. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. That's, that's also weird. The Indian sunburn. I've, I've heard it called Indian burn. Um, You're thinking of the same thing, right? Where you yeah, grab someone's arm and go like thing. this. Did you, have you always heard it as an Indian sunburn? Yeah. Huh. No. Yeah, because it turns your skin super red. Yeah. But again, where I grew up, it was always just Indian burn is what they call okay. it. Okay. So here's a question for you. Yeah. From where you're from, Indiana, mm-hmm. do people just get way more actual burns than sunburns? Because I feel like getting an actual burn is kind of uncommon, so that's probably why they call it sunburns around here. Oh. Or did I just think way too far into that? <laughs> you might have. I don't know. I also think what it's primarily more likely is that uh, it's called an Indian sunburn up in the uh, the East Coast where language of the Americas started and then as you get to the Midwest where everybody gets lazy and sloppy that's where you get they drop the sunburn because they don't want to say so many words why in the words of Kevin from the office why use many word when less word just good you know he's got a really solid point mm-hmm. so I you love get Kevin you get Indian burn you get I don't know then they mush words together worse cloth mm. refrigerator I don't know. I hate the Midwest. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Burn it down. That's that's how you say that sauce, folks. Stop butchering it. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, oh man, I, th- I feel like I've made this joke. You say Worcestershire just the same way of Jenna's movie from Thirty Rock. Have you ever watched Thirty Rock, Sean? Wait, you can't say Worcestershire? No, I can. Worcestershire. Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I've never seen 30 Rock. Of course, there you go. Well, another joke is, uh, <laughs> one of the people in the movie, or in the show, stars in a movie called The Rural Juror, but the That's joke awful. is, nobody can say the title of the movie, it's The Rural Juror, that's how. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that takes place on the show. Yeah. For a second there, a... like, my brain disconnected, and I thought you were describing another show, I'm like, who would name a show like that? <laughs> but that's the joke. Yeah. Got it. The, you, can you say the rural juror? The rural juror? It's pretty good. You did pretty fucking the good. The rural, rural juror. That is like... It's, it's like weird, right? Your tongue has to make like uh-huh. a wave. 
Yeah. It's, it's doing all sorts of like calculus in there with sines and cosines. You know what the rule juror. <laughs> this is a fantastic That's really episode. That's really bad. Uh, Sean, Thanksgiving travels. You know, some of our friends have had some pretty shitty travels here recently. <laughs> Too soon. I know. Shout <laughs> out to those soon. guys. It sucks. Uh, but I feel for you guys. <laughs> But I want to know, yeah. have you ever had a, a situation similar to this where you've had a terrible travel situation or travel companion? Uh, to anywhere close to this? Hell no. The closest I ever got to this was maybe I got to the airport and it was like a 45, 50 minute wait for security and I missed my flight. Oh. In worst case scenario, I had to wait an extra two hours to catch another flight. Like, not that big of a deal. Yeah. How about you? You're the one that's done considerably more traveling than I have with I've had, your old job. <laughs> I've had quite a few scenarios. Uh, <laughs> like, you've been so, to, like, Saudi Arabia, haven't you? I never went to Saudi Arabia. I've been to three different countries in Africa. Um, and that was where one of the worst situations was. But uh, I was in a... I've been in the situation with the trunk. Like... Uh, me and my travel partner had a giant piece of equipment we had to take everywhere with us. And we got, our flight was delayed once. And so we got to the airport connection super late. And we were like about to miss our flight to the point where like, as soon as we landed, we heard them calling our names on the intercom. So right. we have to fucking sprint through at a fucking airport with this like 158 pound thing between us. And we're just like. Oh, oh God. my God. That was an awful time. I've also had a, I worked with a dude who was different than that guy who was just oh, a terrible travel partner. He was loud. Oh, very, no. That's very, embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing. He was very, and he was also very obnoxious. He was very loud laugher. And he also didn't, he didn't understand like social cues like, Hey man, I've got earphones in here in the airport and I'm obviously watching something on my phone. I really don't want to talk, but he'd yeah. just sit there and stare at me until I would be like, Hey, what's up, man? You know, just <laughs> and to top it off, the dude smoked like a fucking chimney. Ugh. And he Is uh it... seems like you had a, a real Dell Griffith on your hand. To a degree. But he was also, here's the other part. Dude had a heart of gold too, man. And I I really enjoyed the guy. He was a super nice guy, but he could also, just like Dell, man, like, how, dude? How are you? How do you not get these cues I'm throwing to you? Poor Steve Martin, dude. Yo, Dell nails it right in the head halfway through the movie where he's sitting in the car after it's already burst into flames, spoilers, and he's sitting in the cold and he's like, Marie, you're right. I finally get, find a guy that I like and I smother him, I... I go overboard. I go. I take it too far. And like he realizes that he's like, like that, you know, mm -hmm. overcompensating or not even overcompensating, but getting excited. Maybe that's maybe your friend or your travel partner saw this movie and was like, "That's gonna be me. <laughs> I'm just gonna be Dell." It is. I don't know. It is heartwarming too. And like I said, I didn't. I didn't hate this guy. I just. Sometimes didn't fucking wanna want to be stuck in a rental car with him for two hours, you know, or whatever. But uh, he was all again, nice guy. But I've had that shit happen. I've had my luggage get lost too, not mm. near to that state. But my luggage got lost when I went to Korea uh, for like three days, 
and all I had was the backup pair of underwear and socks that I had brought, because you always do that if you're smart, but I only brought the one pair, so there was a lot of washing them in the, the hotel sink and drying them on the air conditioner as I put on the other <laughs> pair. Uh, did that for a couple days. Okay. And still had to work, so yeah. That's that's really thinking outside the box right there and making something happen Got a shitty situation. Gotta live, man. Especially when you're sweating in them fucking things. You do not want to keep wearing them. So no. Got to wash Especially them somehow. In, okay. What's the what's the uh, weather like in Korea? Where would you in the States like where would you compare the weather? Is it like Maine fluctuates? Is it Florida always hot? So uh, South Korea is um it's very hilly. It's very uh, tropical, jungly, and it's also it can also get cold too. But it's also very close to the sea. So like when it gets, it was very humid. It was kind of a sticky time. It was all around all right. But when I was there, it nice. was considered the summer. So it was still pretty uh pretty warm. Okay, all right. You strike me as kind of a Neil Page kind of guy. Even though you do sometimes wash your underwear in the sink, mm-hmm. uh, you are uh-huh. the guy that had to deal with Adele. Yeah. And uh, and I get it. There are so many times watching this movie, you look at Neil and you're like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, man. Like, I get it. Like, you're being a dick right here, but I get it. <laughs> but it's also justified. Like, almost at every point is his, is he totally in the right to be acting the way he is? Including the car rental scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. When he goes when he goes inside. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Wipe that fucking smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. That entire scene, which is only a minute long, is the entire reason this movie is rated R. I forgot about how many F words come out. I think it's eighteen. While watching Dude, I loaded up this movie to watch it because I just bought it. Because I'm like, I'm going to watch this every year. I might as well stop renting it every year. So I bought it, and I went to click play, and I'm like, rated R. Uh-huh, Wait, uh-huh. why is this movie rated R? And then this scene ended, and I was like, how many R's can they, or how many F-words can they get away with? <laughs> I think So to keep it PG-13, you are allowed one utterance of the word fuck. That's crazy. That's you, kind of low. You can have that and still be a PG-13. Um, but once you get past that, then it's, you're already in R territory. Hmm. It's not an automatic R, but it's pretty close. That's wild. And that makes complete sense. I also appreciate the fact that they fucking stuck it in and kept it in and stayed with it because it does show his level of like exasperation at that point. Like he is just so absolutely completely over everything. His nice guy facade is done yeah there's literally when i said there's no travel woes that i could have had that was as bad as this like if you haven't seen this movie somehow and you know i can just sit here and be like well i didn't see it till like three years ago so i get it but if you haven't seen it somehow everything possibly that could go wrong goes wrong for this guy Mm -hmm. trains breaking down snowstorm delay like everything cars on fire it it's insane they get somehow robbed in the middle of the night by a thief in a motel Uh uh-huh 
in Wichita, Which, Kansas. That that is a, a so that's another uh, another. If I have one complaint with the movie, um, it's the fact that it uh, it can feel very disjointed and disconnected because of the fact that like when they were shooting this movie, number one, uh, the director was going through like a lot of personal shit. I think he was getting divorced, so he was kind of all over the place, anyways, with a lot of things going on. But then he also really encouraged Steve Martin and John Candy to improvise because why the fuck wouldn't you? They're two of the greatest comedians ever. If you have those guys, yeah. they're improvising. Yeah, and you've got John Hughes, who is a good director, so he knows. But he shot, like, an enormous amount of fucking footage for this movie. There was, like, his original cut of this was, like, four hours long. And I would watch that. He cut it down to two and a half and then gave it to the studio and gave them approval to cut it down to about 90, I think. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shit that's cut out of this movie. And one of the big, big things is, uh, so number one, that guy is actually the pizza delivery guy that they reference earlier when he's eating pizza. Uh, you never see him because his scene of delivering the pizza is completely cut. But the reason he robs them is because Dell stiffs him on this tip. He only gives him like a dollar tip. And that is why he comes back and robs them. He's not just a random burglar robbing these people. It's a story oh. set up that gets cut. So okay. okay, so I didn't put that together, and I was confused almost immediately after that when uh, they find out that they have no money. And mm-hmm. He's like, you were in my bag to get that pizza. And I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. There's also the scene where he references the beer exploding all over the bed because he put it on the shaking bed. That's a scene I that's I thought I missed something. Yep. It's, <laughs> it was filmed. It happened, but they just reference it. So, Wow, they did a really shitty job editing this movie. I mean, kind of, but they like, also they cut the shit out of it. Yeah. Oh, actually, you're right, because they do keep referencing the beer for like another 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they... Kind of, they find they found kind of the right spot because you just could infer that that it happened. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, like but. you still understand what, like, oh, yeah. so the beer exploded and he's still sleeping in the wet spot, and it's it gets there without us having to see him. But to me, one of the weirder things is that there's this weirdness going on with the wife, and it's because with with she, Neil's wife, yes. Yes. Because there's like a bunch of cut subtext where she thinks that he's having an affair. And when that is presented, her actions throughout the movie make total sense, which is why she's so weird and so standoffish. And like, it's just awkward. And that's why. But all that shit was also cut out. So then it just it 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 feels weird, right? It's very interesting that my mind filled in all of these blanks because I did I did notice like how weird it was with them getting robbed and you know the whole the pizza thing stood out to me as when you ordered pizza cuz I'm like what did I miss but in those scenes where he's calling her and she just seems so kind of like distressed yeah like or, exactly or or something like that I just kind of put it together as what he referenced earlier that he's never home. And so she's just mm-hmm. like falling into a I'm losing my husband kind of thing. 
Oh. And it did seem a little bit over the top and yeah. her reaction th- into that. So you saying that makes it make so much more sense. Mm-hmm. And when you rewatch oh, it again I'm next so year. Bummed. Yeah. When you rewatch it next year, you'll, you'll, you'll be like, oh, I totally see all these subtle like context clues that they're putting in here because it was way more elaborate. But also you, he wasn't having one at all. At no you point. You know what? You know what movie makers should end up doing now is they've got to just save the full cut of uh, what's going the full cut of the original movie before they edit it down to fit whatever. Because if it's a hit movie, people are going to want to go back and just watch the full vision of the movie. And that's just easy money. That's that's easy money. You can come back and sell an entire new version. Get two movies out of one. You know what I'm saying? I think especially with that recent big push of the Snyder Cut, it'll probably be a yeah. thing that you do see more coming up because I know David Ayer has also been trying to push something for uh, his cut of his Suicide Squad movie, that first one, because he says it's completely different than the thing that came out in theaters, which you can kind of tell, too, from the way that that was. And he wants to release an Ayer cut similar to the Snyder Cut. I don't think that'll happen, but... Yeah, it's it's a a move that I'm all for. I'm all about having director's cuts because I yeah. I, I want to see their original vision. And if if they're allowed to do it, fuck yeah, let's get behind it. And like you said, dude, it's a chance to just double sell a movie. Yeah, and if anything, it's more work to not just keep that original file. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just duplicate and edit one down, and then you have the full thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean. I'm not a rocket science when it comes to making movies and shit, but that doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> and especially now, I also feel like with this big shift that we are in with the digital film media, like the ability to just, dude, you throw a movie on a fucking hard drive and it stays there. You don't have to go back and like yeah. look through film and recut these scenes. Dude, you just, it's all there. It's, exactly. I think it's going to be a thing that becomes more, but again, like I said, with planes, trains and automobiles, they, he shot like three times the amount of film that you would for just a normal length movie. And like, imagine the amount of fucking film and takes that you have to look through for that, dude. Because that's like dude, 1982 that, or whatever. 1987 is when 87. came out. 87, okay. But, uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's I, I'm so bummed. Like right now, if there was a six hour version of this movie... I guarantee you people would just put it on in the background and watch it literally every year on Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. all day. Like just have it playing in the background like people do on Christmas. They have like Rudolph or Elf or something playing all day. I don't know. (laughs) Missed opportunities. People suck. So there are like if you watch there's different cuts of the movie out there besides this one. There is a TV cut that adds a lot of uh, extra scenes. There's like extended plane scenes. That's weird. Extended hotel scenes. Um. Yeah, so like They are out there There's like a hotel scene where like John Candy's singing in the shower And he's doing Elvis and he has his hair like Done like Elvis And it's in the trailers too, you can see that Son of a bitch, did yeah. I buy the wrong fucking version? No, no, no God damn it, <laughs> no, I want those versions <laughs> I want to see all this new shit now I get it, man. Yeah. I get it Yeah In what world does a TV version have more content than the original? This is insane. There's a couple other movies I've heard that have different things in them for the TV versions. Just because, like, to pad things out. 
Yeah, usually they cut shit out of this. Usually. But sometimes you got to add more because you can get more ads in if you can get it to two hours. Ah. Uh. So this movie told like a lot of stories more than I like as you're telling me all these things that they cut. It adds so many more stories into this movie yeah. that already has a handful, like a story of guys getting home, uh, stories of an odd couple. That's a, so, like who's riding a motorcycle when it's 25 <laughs> degrees outside? This Idiots. is insane. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got like the whole story where kind of you're seeing the inner tor- Oh, man, this movie does such a beautiful job of taking Dell's character and giving him so much sympathy that builds mm-hmm. yeah. all the way to a climax at the end of the movie where if you don't see what's coming up, it's just like a punch in the stomach. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing this for the first time and being like, wow, that that was a soccer punch. I should have probably saw it coming, but that was a soccer punch. It's a cool little thing. You see it happening to Steve Martin, too, and then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. Aw. And then, yeah, what what a good guy. He goes back and gets him. Spoiler alert. Goes back and then brings him home, and oh, my God, something else just clicked. So at the very end, when he's hugging his wife, Susan, and she's crying... It's not because she's happy to see him. It's because she's happy to see him and she ha- he has the guy that he's been telling her about this that whole time. That she thinks time. has been fake and, and it's has not been a an chick. affair. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that was so good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly oh, it, man. right? But then without all that, you think it's just a sweet gesture of a woman who's like got this big heart because this man doesn't have a wife or anywhere to go. Yeah. Nope. Man, there were so many layers to this movie. For a movie that just feels like a sh- like slapsticky like comedy, there are so many layers to this, and there's like a a level of humanity that, like, you come to expect from a John Hughes movie. Mm-hmm. But when you see Steve Martin and uh, John Candy, you're like, oh, well, how much how much humanity are we getting here? <laughs> and still. Actually, quite a lot because goddamn, that's what John Hughes does best, man. He gets things down to these bare, visceral levels of human emotion and interaction, and it is just goddamn captivating. Yeah. Do you think uh, which came out first, this movie or Home Alone? Oh, this movie, this, right? Oh yeah. Where? Okay, so one of the hotel guys, his name is Gus. Do you think that that's the inspiration for the name of John Candy's movie in Home Alone? What's John Candy's movie in Home Alone? His role in Home Alone? He's the polka guy, Gus. Oh, is that his name? Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, because, the Kenosha, Kenosha Kickers. Uh, John Hughes wrote both movies. Yes. But he didn't he, direct Home Alone. No, that was Chris Columbus. It was Chris Columbus, who discovered America and named Native Americans Indians. Circle it back around, baby. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Woo. That was a slam dunk, homie. That's how we do Holy it, baby. Holy shit. Oh, man. No, it wasn't a slam dunk. What the fuck was this random-ass Kevin Bacon cameo? So that is, again, you have to play attention. Scene? You have to pay attention to the subtle, complex clues in the scene because... His wife is also watching uh, Nine and a Half Weeks, which was a Kevin Bacon movie. And John Hughes is tied into it somehow. Like Kevin Bacon in this was like a little wink and a nod cameo to the. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. 
So that's just something that's a product of before my time. Like, I yeah. don't think I would have ever have gotten that in a million years. Yeah, exactly. But it is also cool just to see Kevin Bacon running in New York for a fucking movie. And young Kevin Bacon. That's a really cool piece of trivia. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Like, just the fact that if you ever watch this with somebody, you can be like, you know why he's in this movie? Here's why he's in this mm-hmm. movie. Another Boom. Here's another fun trivia thing for you. So when Dell uh, takes uh, Neil's cab and it pulls away and it pans down and shows a shot of the street, you can see two shower curtains in the puddle because Dell dropped them. Wow. All those subtle little setups, man, of like everything. Just John Hughes. Uh, that is so perfect. Such a such attention to details. I love when he when they're strapped for cash and he's trying to sell uh, his his shower appliances as jewelry. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't change at all the name of the company that he that he is, except yeah. for he adds cosmetic division at the end. Mm-hmm. It's like American Shower Line cosmetic division or something like that. Oh, that the, was so good. Later on and in fun. the diner, you can see a girl and the waitress are both wearing shower curtain earrings that fucking, fucking sold to it. That's another one you can look at. And then uh, also, fuck. I had another one that I was going to tell you, but then I, I thought about the shower curtains the girls were wearing. <laughs> uh, fuck me, man. It was another, it was a really good one, too. While you think of that, did you did you watch the post credit scene? That's what I was going to say. Did you watch the Marvel post credit scene? Because that's another tieback. I almost didn't. Mm-hmm. I went to stop the movie, and I'm like, you know what? I might as well just fast forward and see if there's anything at the end. But I was like, there's no way. It's it's 1987. There's no way there's anything after the John credits. Hughes, baby. And, and I'll let you know. That's like seven minutes of credits. Whoever sat through those is a goddamn champ mm-hmm. to get to this scene of the dude from the beginning of the movie looking over the billboard design. Still can't make up his mind, and he's got his Thanksgiving dinner right next to him uneaten. And I've got to say, if he doesn't pick up, pick the one that has the close-up of the lips and the face in the bottom right-hand corner, he's doing it wrong. That is the best photo. I also loved how absolutely late 80s all of those photo poster designs were. Like, they all had, like, the the writing was, like, that sort of 80s-ish freehand style, like, that you'd oh, see absolutely. on... I remember Sally Jesse Raphael. Yes, yes. That's way better <laughs> than the di- example I was going to pull. Which nobody yeah, would dude. get. Her title card was exactly mm-hmm. just her signature on the screen. But yeah, th- that's exactly what this looked like too. Good fucking pull, yeah. Sean. Good pull. Thanks, man. I- I've in my uh, in my short thirty something years, I've seen way too much Sally <laughs> Jesse Raphael. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that is what I would have put past you because I know Sally Jesse Raphael and I loved oh, man. Sally Jesse Raphael. Dude, daytime during... TV. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was either it was either Sally Jesse Raphael, the one that had the black hair, the one with the black hair. She Ricky got Lake? in trouble for something. Ricky Lake, yeah. She, it was her, Ricky Lake. There was uh It was those Montel. two for a long time. I remember Montel. And as the world turns. As the world turns. Yeah. Uh Price is right. Or yep. with the OG. Or you could watch Nick Jr., which Hell no. What what do I look? Five? Outside, no. of, outside of Gullah Gullah Island. Give me Gullah Gullah Island all day, baby. Man. Yeah. So, you know what's sad? When you're like eight years old and you're choosing Judge Judy over whatever's on the cartoon station. 
I hated <laughs> the worst thing I always hated about Nick Jr. I can still deal with him because I'm a fucking again arrested development man child. I didn't grow up past the age of like eight. So I could deal nice. with a lot of it. I hated the fucking fact that Blues Clues was the same episode every day for a week. Like yeah, that, dude, oh, if it wasn't the same one, it was literally for a month straight, you would have, I mean, I didn't watch Blue's Clues, but they had this issue with like all of their cartoons. It's that almost too. like they they picked a month and they're like, here's the 10 episodes that you're allowed to show on repeat <laughs> daily in those slots. I think it was maybe partially that. And then just also like the shows didn't have very many episodes, but they kept like David the No Man, they fucking played that shit. Uh, yep. Muppet Babies, but like I remember, like they would always advertise for Blues Clues, like for Blues Clues. Uh, recent studies have shown that childs uh, or children like repeated viewings of things. It helps them learn and remember. <laughs> so Blues Clues will always play the same episode for a week, and it, oh, I hated it, man. That's insane. I knew uh, the puzzles already. Damn it! I saw them yesterday. I don't need this shit. <laughs> I say as if. They, that was big brain <laughs> figuring out Blue's Clues puzzles, baby. Mm-hmm. Man, I never got into that show. I, I had a younger sister, Which, though. So. Eureka's Castle. Fucking love like Eureka's, Eureka's Castle. Castle, man. I used to watch it before school. You know Eureka's Castle, Sean? You know oh, how much yeah, you dude. just shut up in my fucking book of people I love? <laughs> Nobody knows Eureka's I, Castle. I certainly bro. hope there's not a shitload of people that buff me. There's not. There's not. <laughs> Oh, man. It's Dude, Brittany. I fucking love that show. I did too, that man. That show was awesome. That, Fraggle Rock, which is wild because people remember, think like Fraggle Rock ran for f- ages. There's only like two seasons. Two There's seasons. Like 48 episodes And they were total. all on HBO. It was an HBO yeah. show. So like, yep. I remember like watching Fraggle Rock was cool because it was one of those rare TV shows that like I couldn't yeah. get access to. Outside of rare occasions. The same thing when uh, South Park first started, because my mom didn't have Comedy Central, but my dad did. So I got to watch Ooh. Comedy Central when I went to my dad's on the weekends. And I was like, yeah, nice. South Park, fucking A. I'm like, none yeah, of my friends could watch it, but. <laughs> you're lucky, man. Like, you went over to his house on the weekends and you got to do the fun shit. Going to my dad's was like the unfun shit. Oh, it we normally was. It was. But see, it was. South Park was late at night, so they had the guest room had a TV in it. So when they'd go to bed, because oh, I, dude, nice. I, when I was younger and I had to sleep in the living room, I liked to watch Beavis and Butthead. And he came downstairs, and I got in trouble for watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> like, whereas nice. my mom didn't give a fuck, dude. She would let me watch whatever, which, as you can That's tell, funny. it totally had no fucking impact on me or my personality or vocabulary at fucking all. Yo, case studies. Mm-hmm. Case studies. Don't study me, bitch. Can't get in this mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe there's some psychologists out there with some serious arrested development themselves, and they're listening to this. Let I us f- know if you are. Yeah, I feel. Hit us up on Twitter. Feel re- any psychologist that's listening to this show for entertainment is in a. They're in the. They're at their own rock bottom. <laughs> Dude, they're already like. <laughs> they they are in it bad. <laughs> They're, they're in a bad spot. But, hey, shout-outs to you. If you're here, let us know. Oh, man. We got some kids we Whoa. can sell drugs to. <laughs> <laughs> and we circle it back again, baby. This is comedy oh, right man. Speaking of, like, Arrested Development and childish movies, did you ever watch Due Date? I don't believe so. 
What is due date? That's with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, and yeah, Zach yeah, yeah. Galifianakis. Yes, yes, yes. And it's this exact movie. Mm-hmm. It is, like, without the holiday, he's just getting, like, exchange holiday for getting there for your kid being born. It's the same fucking movie. And sweet John like, Candy down to for the hollow- Zach Galifianakis jerking off in the car next to you. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was <laughs> that was kind of gross. That's the, really the only thing I remember from the movie is that he jacks off in the car next to Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely ripped off the entire highway scene from this movie. Did they? I have, dude. I need to watch that movie again then, because I only saw it the no, one time in theater. Is it uh, okay? Oh, actually, watch it. It, it is a fun watch. It is I, a fun watch. I do want back to watch this. Yeah, this is obviously way better, but I would like to watch them and compare. Like, I never thought of that. I don't know why I never put the fucking two together. Dude, I, the first time I watched this, I was like, this is just an older version of Due Date. Mm. Like, what, what the heck? But, uh, yeah, down to like, well, he falls asleep in Due Date and crashes the car on the highway. And this one, he's trying to get his jacket off. (laughs) Which is way funnier. Which is way funnier, but that is the one time where I'm just like, really, the one time that you won't shut the fuck up, like mm-hmm. you shut the fuck up and don't wake him up. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's great. <laughs> to give you help. Because <laughs> it, it gives this goddamn classic John Candy physical comedy, which he is just a yeah. master at, dude. He's dude. That scene is so, when when the other one gets stuck and just that sheer look of panic <laughs> on his face. Oh my God, dude, that. And then, and then he resolves to, he's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to drive with my knees. <laughs> and he just he just settles in. He's just like, all right, ready to go. Oh, that was pretty good. Have you ever uh, driven with your knees, Shawnee? Yeah, quite often. Mm-hmm. I have. Uh, but, I don't anymore, like, but when I was a young partaker in uh, the marijuana, I could drive uh, my car with my knees and roll a joint. Not safe, and don't do that, kids. For real, that's, that's <laughs> a, for real, don't do that at home. But I did that. Yeah. Just smoke the pre-roll that Kyle has underneath the beer. <laughs> yeah, go for that one. <laughs> it's uh, I, I've been in that situation. It's one of my favorite reactions outside of maybe my favorite is when he sees John Candy in the airport again when he or when he sees him and he's putting together who he is, and mm-hmm. he remembers earlier when like he opened the door and he calls him. He's like, "You son of a bitch! That's my cab." And then, like, yep. that scene plays out again in the airport, but it's just a lightning quick shot of, like, John Candy having the same reaction. But it's literally, they just put John Candy in the same costume in the airport and put a taxi door in front of him. And it's such... Shut up, really? Yeah, dude, it's such a great quick little That's scene. amazing. They don't cut back to him having that reaction. They have him do recreate it right there. And it, I just love the second time oh. he makes the face. It's so good. Ah! Yo, I thought it I thought it was more exaggerated. I thought that I wasn't paying that close of attention to it. I just thought that they like pasted in like a thought bubble or something. It just uh, cuts to it like real quick. Oh, it's good. I love that shit. I love it, man. Another nice yeah. n- nice little thing Please. that's hiding in plain sight is in that you just made me remember that in that uh airport scene where he's trying to figure out who he is. He's reading a book, mm-hmm. and his the book is like his eyes are just above it. He looks like Wilson from freaking Home Improvement, mm-hmm. and the book is called The Canadian Mounted. Yeah, he's two sitting there banging. reading Canadian erotic book novel at the airport, uh-huh. which then wraps around back to the first hotel that they're in with this whole beer spill that we never even knew about, 
And they go to go to bed. And next thing you know, he pulls the book out, starts scratching his nuts. You can hear it just like so loudly. And then lights a lighter to read the book. Uh-huh. An erotic book next to a dude he's sleeping with. I thought that was hilarious. It was so funny. A dude that he later kisses on the ear. And then yeah. one of the most famous lines of the movie, he's like, Del, where's your other hand? It's in between <laughs> two pillows. Those aren't pillows! <laughs> and then they do the, ty- oh. Oh, I love the typical man like shit. Well, yeah, hey, uh, did, you, did you catch that game? Yeah, how about them bears? Hell of a team, uh. Dude, that scene is straight out of, uh, straight out of, fuck, the birdcage. And oh, he's trying yeah. to teach him to, like, act like a straight man. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, give me the hand. How you doing, oh, so-and-so? Did you catch the sports game? Dude, such good vibe, or, uh, vibes from that. And it's, it's crazy. Like, every little scene in this movie is just, it's perfect. And I, I'm with you. Like, it sucks that so much has been cut out. And I would like to see a longer cut of this movie. Because what I have is so fucking enjoyable <laughs> that I just want more of it. Dude, I look over because I have a, a whole thing of pictures up because I'm doing the graphic for the show. And literally right in front of me next to your face is Del Griffith holding a taxi door with airline passengers behind right. him. That is so funny. And it literally that's it's wow. like a less than one second cut of him just like flashing to that memory of him in the door. And that's oh, it's such a good little touch, dude. Wow, uh-huh. that is like the laziest and greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it, dude. Ugh. It's so so that that brings me, you know, we're, we're God damn, this is a good episode cuz we talked our fucking tits off here, buddy. I want to know I can't believe it. Sean, uh do you have a favorite scene in the movie? Oh, my favorite scene Oh, God, it's so hard to pick one. They're all so good. Um, I really like the scene when they're getting drunk. Yeah. Uh, oh, when they go yeah, to like the re- different places with yeah, their alcohol? So, exactly. So they're sitting there. They basically pulled out their mini bar, and they're just getting trashed. This is right after he invited it, him inside after they had their final blowing out, and Dell's sitting out there in the freezing cold because the half of the car burned away. And next thing you know, they jump cut to them eating, it looks like, 17 bags of Doritos. And they had pulled out the mini bar full of little shooters. And they were, you know, exploring the world. It was kind of great. At one point, uh, you got Neil going, oh, good combination. Is Am I right? And he's got Doritos and tequila. And Dell's like, yeah, probably not. That's, that's <laughs> probably really gross. We're probably going to pay for so- this in the morning. But yeah. Yeah, I love that. I really love that scene. It's, a, it's just like them finally, it finally clicking. Mm-hmm. Him realizing yeah. like, hey, it's not all. It's I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's a great scene, man. It's a coming together, and of course, you know, it's the the splitting of the of the booze. They're they're sharing and they're having a little imbibing. It's a good good little. I like that scene too. Good good call out. Yeah. Before I ask you what your favorite thing was, I just had a thought, and I'm going to forget it. But, dude, the first time I watched this movie, uh, Neil's wife, I was like, oh, wow, she's really pretty. And tonight while watching it, I'm like, who is that? Has she been in other stuff? Folks, if you didn't know this, she plays she plays freaking Marshall, that 
Um, she plays the director from The Boys, basically. Oh, so the older lady. Yeah. Did you watch? You haven't watched The Boys, have you? I've seen. I've started it. I'm like three okay, episodes so, in. But yeah, I know that. I know her. I did not put together that it was her though. That's wild. Grace Mallory. Huh. Yeah, from The Boys. And I was like, holy shit, that's her. That's crazy. Uh, she's been in a bunch of other stuff, but that was the one that I was like, whoa. I know this okay. chick. Who is this? Yeah, exactly. What was your favorite part of the movie? <sighs> uh, shit, man. I or really scene. I really like the f- the the fuck scene in the in the car rental store. That's that's like and really it's all for her payoff at the end. She says, "Ah, you're fucked." <laughs> that is such. Well, you don't have your rental agreement? Hmm. You're that's fucked. Great. And I guess uh yeah. She still to this day has people ask uh, them to tell them for her to tell them that they're fucked. They're fucked. That's like one of she says it's like one of my most famous lines. People love it. So I love that one. (sighs) Yeah, Edie McClurg. I really I don't know, man, when he's watching washing his face in the sink and his socks are in there and he does like the the gag like. Oh, Wipes his face with his underwear. Uh, man, I don't know. Maybe when the fucking the redneck guy tells his wife to get out and to hoof the the trunk up, he's like, "No, she's all right. She's strong. Her first kid came out sideways." <laughs> oh, I don't know. That so good. that's I think that's a beautiful thing about this movie is how do you really pick a a favorite scene? There's not a single scene in this movie where you're like they could cut that out. Believe me, because they literally cut four hours out of this movie <laughs> and i wish they would have to keep some scenes i'm with you but yeah like uh, there is also that like it gets us down to the essential god damn it i didn't even the fucking cop scene with dell talking to him and he's like well oh. yeah well again we don't have the speedometer so i don't know but the, the radio works that's the damnedest thing <laughs> <laughs> that scene is amazing yeah <laughs> i can't say to a certain to an exact degree See, the oh. speedometer's melted. We don't have any gauges, remember. We, we, it doesn't look pretty, but it'll get you where you where you need to go. That is a pretty good line. So good. <laughs> they reuse it in Cool Runnings. John Candy says the exact same line. That's amazing. She don't look pretty, the, the but she'll get in. you where she where you want to go. John Hughes didn't do Cool Runnings, did he? I don't believe so, but now you got me fucking curious. Like, is that a John Hughes thing? Is that a John Candy thing? It's definitely a John Candy. Just little, like, cameo things. Cool Runnings was... (laughs) You're going the wrong way. (laughs) Well, that's silly. How do they know where we're going? He's He does that move. (laughs) It doesn't say who it was. Oh, John Turtletob. Oh, okay. So definitely uh, the wrong John, if you will. But he's done, John. Uh, he's done some other shit. He did both the National Treasures movies? Okay. Really? Sean, this guy directed The Meg. Wait. Oh, that's where I recognize the name. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a... Wait, this movie or Cool Runnings? Cool Runnings. And okay. Three Ninjas. I was, I was about to say, this is the correct one. Oh, Three Ninjas? And both Do National Treasures and The Meg. liking that movie? I love Three Ninjas, dude. Man, wasn't wasn't the second one absolute dog shit? I believe so. I think it yeah. sucks. And is, there's a third one, I think. Is the second one the one that has Hogan? 
Or is that? It it may be two. It's two or three, but three seems like it would be too late of a movie. I'm saying that, but sure enough, isn't he in Rocky three? So who knows? He's probably he's the man of the three. Do you remember uh, the ninjas <laughs> names? I think we just did this like four weeks ago. The three ninjas? Yeah. No, we didn't talk about the three ninjas because I couldn't name a single one. You still can't? No, dude. It's Rocky Tum Tum. I watched that movie when I was like six. Colt, Rocky, and Tum Tum. Colt is the most like early 90s name ever. Well, he gailed him that because he was fast as a horse. (laughs) Rocky was strong. Oh, God. And Tum Tum had a Tum Tum because he was the fat little brother. I'm changing my December pick to that movie. <laughs> You're gonna regret this. Oh man, it'll be great. We're we're doing action movies, but also terrible movies. I'm fully on board because we're also doing. I'm, I'm sticking with the one that I did. No, yours will be great. With... Mine will be terrible. Yeah. Uh, Phil's is gonna be enjoyable because uh, it's Jean Claude Van Damme. Phil is okay. our Jean Claude Van Damme expert. We're doing Kickboxer with him this year. Spoiler alert! Oh hell yeah! For people coming up, so we've got that. Uh, Sean, you want to go ahead and give away your action movie December movie? Yeah, I'm going to be doing Indiana Jones and the Raider, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The very first Starting one. with good old Indy 1. Indy 1, baby. I'm super stoked on that. And uh, my choice for the month is a little movie called Samurai Cop. <laughs> it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible 80s lethal weapon ripoff. Um, but it is an action movie. And uh, I believe we're going to have our good buddy Brian Betts from Cape Podcasters on for that one. Hell yeah. And that'll, that'll be a good time. Did we? Uh, did you just like one day, I think you literally just told him on the last day of stream, you're like, oh yeah, you're going to be on for Samurai Cop. Mm-hmm, pretty much. Like, I don't even think he had a choice. No. No. <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't have to be. I haven't really confirmed with him. I need to be like, oh yeah. So this happened, but we were both really sleep deprived. But it's real. It's real. So... It's a real plan. I need to, I mean, right now, while I'm, let me make sure that that is a currently streamable movie. So I'm not getting us into a hole like I have done before. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the other movie? What's the last one? So the last one is uh, Die Hard 4. Die Hard is the one oh, that yeah, started yeah, the yeah. tradition. We'll have Michael and Ryan on for that episode. Um, Damn. It'll be, I'm excited for you who's never seen the other three Die Hard movies. Have you seen any of them? Uh, got your goddamn mind. I've seen the first two. They are perfectly great Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. we've Because we're on this opposite sides of it, which is good for the show. Yeah. Good yeah. for the show. Was this a Thanksgiving movie? No. Right? Right? If you're going by that logic that Die Hard, if this is considered one, Die Hard's got to be considered one. Ah, I think that's a thinker right there. I got to chew on this for a little bit. <laughs> that's a good point everybody listening tell me what you think if but this is, is a thanksgiving movie is die hard a christmas movie make it a poll <laughs> it's okay all right all right all right, all right. Ooh, wait all right it looks like samurai cop is on prime okay ah oh, currently unavailable son of a bitch you bastards oh, no. i know i know all right uh, so i might have to go for a backup here we'll have to see Oh, it's, it's mean, on Tubi, based, it says. Windy City Height was a movie about a movie that was action. That is true. That's super meta. That is that is meta. We'll see. I'll see. 
Anyways, Sean, let's finish up. Uh, let's finish up this motherfucking planes, trains, and automobiles, buddy. Do you have a rating system for this flick? Yeah, dude. Oh shit, my hero. Dude, I I've been in your shower. You, you got a nice curtain. <laughs> yeah, the shower that I couldn't figure out how to oh, get. Oh yeah, working. you couldn't. You had a, you had a little struggle, and I know where you're going with this, dude, but I love it, dude. That was that was a, a horrible struggle. That was hilarious, dude. I. I did want to rush in and out of the shower real quick. I didn't want to be rude. Just wanted a quick, uh, quick wake me up. So I didn't pay that much attention. But Kyle, I, I've, I've got to ask that bar that's holding up your curtain. You know that bar is kind of long, so I'm gonna guess that you can fit like three shower curtains on there. Okay, so on a scale from like one to thirty uh, shower hanging clips. How many shower hanging clips would you give this movie? Oh, shower rings? Okay. Yeah, that, shower, yeah rings. shower rings. Shower rings. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and toss in pretty quickly here. I'm very confident in this answer. 28, man. 28 is a large number. It's, it's This movie is a nearly perfect film. Outside, I mean, the it does have editing issues, which is obvious because it was cut down from such a large movie and there's so much cut out of it. That that is my really only complaint. And even that stuff is pretty minor because the movie has excellent pacing. It never gets boring. It's always clipping along. Always something exciting to watch. Always entertaining. God damn, this is a good fucking movie, man. Yeah. Absolutely, 28. All right. What about you, buddy? All right, all right. Uh, I am now, I guess, currently on board with you. Uh, Going into this episode, I think I would have had a different score in my head but learning the things that i do with like the the storylines being cut um like i don't know how i feel about that maybe like learning that actually makes me appreciate this movie more Mm -hmm. because i you know i understand more of what's going on it definitely makes me that way yeah so like i think i even like like this movie more just in my discussion with you like than i did coming in to talk about this and i was excited to talk about this movie i'm gonna I'm going to go ahead and give it a good old Nerdy Thursday 27. Uh, 27 scalped potato shower rings. Love it. uh, Is what I'm going to drop on this bad boy. (laughs) You know, it is just a series of ridiculous set pieces, you know, that pay off each scene that is them traveling to that set set piece. Um, And I think it's done really well. And I fucking love this movie. Hell yeah, man. Uh... Yeah. I will just go ahead and put the asterisk on it based on our earlier discussion. Oh, goddamn perfect Thanksgiving movie. Asterisk. <laughs> to be revisited. I like that I'm sowing doubt <laughs> in this just with one movie. You're not really. Example. I still fully commit to... Because at the end of the day, I've always said it can be a part of your Christmas tradition, even if I don't agree. And at the same time, eh, planes, trains, and automobiles can be part of your Thanksgiving tradition. Whatever you want to do. At the end of the <laughs> that day. That is the most diplomatic yeah. thought pattern. See, you're not as arrested as you thought you were. I'm really not. I was very mature and diplomatic. <laughs> but also, f- <laughs> fuck eh, the listener. I fucked it up. Oh, we'll come back to it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, fuck that thought pattern. And you guys listening, go subscribe subscribe to our Patreon. Find us on Facebook. And go fuck yourselves.
good there. That's good shit, buddy.